Let's go to Psalms 89.14. It says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Would you agree that God is a just God? Yes or no? That he is a righteous God? Yes. Now, we would also know that he is a merciful God, and he is rich in mercy, the word says, but he also has to be a God of justice. The Kaylee Anthony story came on not too long ago, and it was just, it was all I could do to not punch the TV. Now, whatever happened in that, that case, I just don't think, personally, I don't think that justice was served there. Now, that's not for me to decide. Obviously, a group of jurors decided that. But for me, I wanted justice. Now, the law would say that justice was taken care of for Kaylee Anthony, but somehow we think that God is different. But God is a just God as well. He will, and he holds himself to his own, to his own laws. And he won't break his laws either. I need somebody to help me out here. Let's see. All right, Annalise, come on up and have a seat in this chair right here. Y'all give it up for Annalise, who came to see me at school today. She's looking, looking around Uncle John's room like, wow, this is a mess. All right, so Annalise, let's just act like we're going to pretend something, that she has committed a horrible crime. I don't know. She stole all of Lambden's underwear and froze it in the freezer. All right, horrible crime. So even his poopoo Wendy's. So froze them all. So justice must be paid. Now here's the deal is that Annalise is that she is trying to find a way around her having to pay for what happened. So maybe, maybe her mom's here tonight. Her mom can pay for the crime. But, but wait a minute. As much as we love Aunt Misty, she is not perfect as well. She would have to pay for her own sin before she could pay for her daughter's sin. But she's already dead, so she can't pay for sin that she's paid for. But let's see who can be a, be a judge. Melinda, you're our judge you look very judgmental. <laughs> well, I can't, you're a judge, all right? <laughs> so we must produce justice to our judgmental judge. But here's the deal with the judge, is that the judge's son comes and pays for what she committed wrong. The good news about the judge's son is the judge's son had no sin to pay for his own because he was sinless. You guys give it up for Annalise, who's been justified before a just judgmental judge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So your next feeling, Jesus was sinless so he could take my place in sin. He could take your place in sin. The word of God says that he was without sin. I like this quote by a guy named Chris Vallotton, who's a, a minister at Bethel. He said that God bankrupt heaven to create justice for you. That when it came to the price that was to be paid for sin, that God paid it all. That he took all the resources of heaven in Jesus 
and paid for your sin. I like 1 Corinthians 2.8 says, none of the rulers of this age understood. For if they had, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil and demons had understood what Jesus was going to take care of for us, they'd have never touched him. As a matter of fact, your, your next feeling, Jesus, uh, if the devil had known that he's, he would have killed everyone that was trying to kill Jesus. Aren't you glad that the devil is stupid? Look at your neighbor and say, the devil's stupid. Look at your other neighbor and say, he is so dumb. But I like this next fill-in. Jesus was in full control when he was crucified and buried. We look at it as a sacrifice, and yes, it was a sacrifice. Yes, he was taken before Pilate. Yes, he was taken before the Sanhedrin and the high priest. Yes, all of those things happened and a sentence was, was pronounced upon Jesus. But make no mistake, he was in full control of his destiny and it was a plan. I like what he says in John, just as Jesus talking to, to uh, Pilate and he says, no one takes my life from me. Pilate is asking Jesus, he says, do you understand that I have your future, your existence in my hand? And he says, Pilate, I hate to be the one that brings you the bad news, but no one takes it from me. But I lay it down, I love Jesus, on my own accord. He must have had a Honda. He said, I'm going to lay it down on my own accord. And I, that's a car, by the way, nobody laughed. I have authority to lay it down. And I like the next part. And Jesus said, and I've got authority to pick it right back up. Jesus, your next fill-in, Jesus was up to one thing. And that one thing was full redemption of his father's family. That there was a plan, and I'm about to show you how that plan worked out. You want to be interested in the plan of God. That he is in full control and his sole purpose in coming to this planet and living as a human was to bring redemption to his father's family. He knew exactly what he was up to. Revelations 1.18, Jesus says, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And watch what he says right here. And I, Jesus says, and I hold the keys of death and Hades, or death, and hell. Now, why would Jesus make a statement in Revelation that he says, I hold the keys? Who's got some keys? Justin, you got your keys with you? Bring me those keys to that fine piece of machinery that you have in a VW. Praise the Lord, I just got a car. Free car right here. You don't have AC in there? Oh, we gotta get that fixed, buddy. We're about to head into Texas summer. We a little, little bit of puddle out there. We'll have to take a scoop out there. Justin's at church, and here he is in this scoop. <laughs> now, Justin, are you going anywhere as long as I hold these keys? Nope. But can I go somewhere? Yeah, I can go anywhere I want in this without the AC. I can go anywhere because I've got the keys. Jesus says in Revelation, he says, I have the keys. Can, this isn't in your notes, but can you make a final, or a little add-in add note there that death and hell were the last thing to be conquered by him, and he conquered it, so much so that Jesus said, I've got the keys for it. We'll leave it right here. If somebody wants to trade cards with him or come get those and race out of here before he leaves, you're welcome too. God gave authority. Here's how it worked. He's not trusting anyone. I've got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> God gave authority to the earth to Adam. 
That was God's original plan. His original intent was to give authority to this planet, and for that matter, the expansion of this planet. It wasn't just the Garden of Eden. It just wasn't Earth. God's plan was for us to have authority in, in and on this planet. Adam gave authority to the devil by disobeying God. Let's not slap around Adam because probably all of us would have failed that test as well. But watch what happens in the last step. Jesus gains authority back as a man. Look at your neighbor and says, as an hombre. That's man in Spanish. As an hombre. And why did he gain authority back? He gained authority back as a man for us. Here's the sequence. Jesus dies on a cross. I know this is not going to be revelation to too many. Jesus is dead in the ground three days. Jesus goes into Sheol, and he gets what we just read in, um, in Revelation. He has the, the keys from the devil. And then during those three days, Jesus takes back the keys of death and releases the captives. So let me re redo that sequence. Jesus dies on the cross. He's dead in the ground three days. He goes into Sheol, or we would also call that paradise. It's also referred to as Abraham's bosom. I don't have time to tell you on that. It was a part of hell that was, had a great separation, so no devil, no demons in it, called paradise, a separation. And then during those three days, Jesus takes back the keys of death and releases captives. So let me read this to you, and I'm going to illustrate something. Ephesians 4.8. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, Jesus, he took many captives and gave them gifts to his people. And those gifts, if you read further in Ephesians, is the fivefold ministry of the church. Verse 10, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Now, let me illustrate something to you real quick. All my props are way over here. Don't go anywhere. So let me illustrate something. You and, you and I, we're in a capsule right now called time. Now let me tell you that this is the shortest thing that you're ever going to do in your life, this life. This is the shortest thing you ever do. There, then there outside of it is eternity. Or we can say no time. Timeless. This no time is where God exists. So what it says here, y'all can draw this with me. I, don't, I didn't leave you too much space, maybe at the bottom of the back. I meant to leave you some space. So inside of time is draw you. Right now, you're inside of time. But also, what happened in time is, I'm going to make me a little manger. A little hay, a little, little Jesus. He's so happy. He's in a little manger. I drew this better on paper earlier today. <laughs> He's in a manger. It's hay. <laughs> Y'all are like my kids at school. <laughs> what? I'm not an artist. <laughs> I'm a math teacher and a preacher. Come on. That's not a very good drawing. I'm using a whiteboard and a marker. So let me back up real quick. 
in Ephesians, it said when he ascended, actually verse 10, when he descended is the very one who ascended to the higher than all the heavens. And, and let me, I'm, I meant to go back to eight, that he led captivity captive. So what ends up happening is in time, Jesus experiences birth. He experiences the cross. He experiences in time death. There's the tomb. And you are, you are in this capsule of time. When Jesus came to the earth, he steps out of no eternity into time. But when he died, he stepped back out of time and into, let's call it, um, he descended, if you're taking notes, descended. And the scripture that we just read said Sheol or hell. And he led capti captivity, captivity, captivity. So this is Abraham. This is King David. This is Adam. This is Joshua. This is Caleb. All those Old Testament saints that you heard in all the preschool stories, they were led by a crucified Jesus into when he ascended. Not very good with a wobbly board. He ascended on high, which we could go and say, I don't know, let's go ahead and say the kingdom because I'm going to use that in a second. I know I didn't leave you very much room to draw this. Maybe you're sketching it a little bit. So he leads captivity. He's not in time, but watch what happens, and I'm jumping ahead. He step. let me read you something. Before we go, let me read you the story about Mary. John 20. This is right when Mary is going to the tomb to... Uh, to, not to visit, but to do things with the body of Jesus. At that time, they did many ceremonial things that was kind of like our um, embalming. And this, Mary turned around and sees Jesus standing there. She's on her way to the tomb. She runs into Jesus, but she did not realize that it's Jesus. She thinks it's the gardener. He asks her, woman, why are you crying? Obviously, on this third day, she's still upset by the horrific death that Jesus died. Who is it you are looking for? Thinking that he's the gardener. Mary thinks that it's the gardener. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. She sees that it's an open, empty tomb. Jesus is no longer in there. The body is gone. And she's like, sir, thinking he's the gardener, the keeper there. Tell me where he is so I may go get him. Then I love this. Jesus says, Mary. Now, how many of you that know that a lot of people can know your name, but when somebody close to you says your name, you know it's them. Your mama says your name, you know it's her. Your mama says, Mason Alexander, you really know it's her because she has said your full name. How many of you know you're in trouble when your mom says all both of your, your first and your middle name, and you're really in trouble when she puts in the last name because you know she knows your last name. So Jesus says to her, Mary, I like this. She turns toward him and cries out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She knew exactly by hearing her name from him, she knew exactly 
who it was that stood before her. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God. And Jesus is so cool, he says, and your God too. What he did was that he, at the tomb, at death, he descended into Sheol, led captivity captive. That means he's making a pit stop right back here into time. If you read some parts of the Gospels, they say that there were, I don't know how this happened, I want to see the, but there were Old Testament saints walking around at that time. And that would make sense because Jesus himself had led captivity captive. He steps back into time. He says, Mary, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended. I wish I had time to tell you. Maybe next week we'll go into more. It went well with our communion series. He steps back out of time and presents himself, the living sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the total and complete payment for the sins of all men for all time, and and ascends back into... Now remember, what does he have over here? Keys. He steps back into, can I, can I jump ahead for a second? This is cool. The Lord just gave this to me as I was sitting right there earlier. This was the last stronghold of the kingdom of darkness was death. Death and hell. Last stronghold. Jesus declares victory over death. Not just victory over death, but takes the last stronghold and brings it into the kingdom of the son of his love. The son of, I can't spell, his love. Placing, you ready for this? Placing death as victorious and now life has won. It's crazy. By the way, I heard this teaching, and then the Lord gave me this kind of bubble map. You can tell I'm a teacher that I got a bubble map and Venn diagram everything. Let's keep going. We're going to run out of time. Jesus, eight days later, I want you to see something really quick. Eight days later, Jesus appears to doubting Thomas and the disciples. Listen to this account really quickly. A few days later, a few weeks, a week later, some some translations say eight. The NIV says a week. Jesus' uh, Jesus' disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. If you don't remember, we call him Doubting Thomas because he was like, if I don't put my finger in his nail, if I don't put my hand in his side, I don't believe. With Thomas. Then Jesus says to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put them in my side. Stop doubting and believing. And Thomas finally had some smarts about him and and Thomas said my Lord and my God so what happened Jesus when he died stepped out of time when he was resurrected when the power of his father's kingdom and his father himself pulled him out of hell he comes back to time he tells Mary don't touch me because I've ascended once he's ascended and made the full payment Now, I want you to get a picture of this. When Jesus made this ascension, 
the kingdom of his father was completed. I'm going to show you something right as we wrap this up. The kingdom of his father was in total, had gained victory over everything, and even the last thing, life. He returns back to time and encounters the disciples in Thomas. And it says he was, he was with them, if I remember right, about 40 days. Watch this. Ephesians 2.6. And God raised up Jesus Christ. And seated him with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That he was at this, at that three days in hell, this, the words of his father, the words of his father reached across time into Sheol and pulled the resurrection word of his father pulled him out of Sheol back through time and brought him into ascension in total and complete victory. Jesus won that by the word of his father. Going somewhere with this because you're going to see what happens in a second. Jesus sat me down. I'm about to read this to you. Sat me down at that place in time. Watch this. Where's my Jesus doll? I knew I was going to need him. I've been usually... I meant to give the, all this thing. Why do you have a Jesus doll? Why don't you have a Jesus doll is the better question. Come on now. Jonathan, why do you have a Jesus doll? If you're going to get a doll, get this one. He talks. So he is the ascension and resurrection power of his father seats him in heavenly places. And when his father sat him, I'm going to show it to you in a second. He sat you with him at the same time. Watch. Ephesians 1.4. For Jesus chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy, blameless, in his sight, in love. Well, I'm trying not to jump ahead because I've got like five minutes left here that I'm going to walk you through something that you're going to want to stand up, walk over to Melinda and slap her and then go sit right back down. Don't do it, though. <laughs> Melinda's like, what is wrong with him? When he descended, led captivity captive, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, he did it with you. But wait a minute, Jonathan, I wasn't, even, I wasn't even alive. I wasn't born. I had never even done right or wrong. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. How could you, your next question, how could Jesus do this for me? What happened was Jesus came to a time zone for you. Redemption could only happen if he stepped into the capsule where we live and where we're created and redeemed that capsule of time. He steps into that time zone for redemption. Then he stepped out of it to, for your full redemption. Taylor, if you'll come on up. Let me show you something. Are you ready? Because if you don't hear, if I'm going to put a nice, how many of you have seen like those new cars and they have the big red bow on the top. I'm about to put on this a big red bow. Watch this. Watch this. You were chosen to be in Christ 
before you ever breathed your first breath of air. Can, can I show you something? You're here right now. But when it comes to the redemption of God, when it comes to the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ, you were here before you ever chose anything. And when he ascended, he transferred you into the kingdom of the son of his love. That right now you're represented in time. But as far as God is concerned, you are fully justified, fully redeemed. You don't have to sit in a chair waiting for sentencing. You don't have to sit in a chair waiting for judgment. Because the judge's son has already walked into the courtroom and paid the full price for all that you would ever do wrong. Watch this in Romans. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed into the image of His Son. It's God's plan. That before you even had the opportunity to say yes to him, he had already designed, can I take it a step further? He had already made provision for you to be created and in the image and in the likeness of Jesus. Watch this. To be conformed to the, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, verse 30, and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Your life is sealed in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Do you see it? He resurrected me. We all believe he resurrected himself. Oh yeah, a few weeks ago we got all gussied up and came to church and saw, sang songs about he's risen. He is risen. But he resurrected me. Last villain. You are forever associated with his resurrection. Let me show you one last thing before we end tonight. Have you ever heard a scripture that says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and King and he shall reign forever? Can I, can I tell you something that's a, about to happen? This realm is already defeated. Death has passed to life. This realm, this realm of time, is about to be totally won at the judgment seat. It's over at that point. 
But he says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our not just the kingdom of the son of his love, but the kingdom of our God and King. And King Jesus reigns forever over this realm. Guess who's sitting next to him? You. How, do you, how can you say that, Jonathan? Because you were resurrected with him. Oh, what a plan. Oh, what a planner.